This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual sanctioned by the weapons of class four and lower have used. Well then, here we are again. Did you think we were just gonna come back to the same old shit? We're back. We're better than ever. We've got a brand new look, and we're ready to shine a light into the darkness of this earth and everything beyond. Remember, the suspension of disbelief is always encouraged within these walls. So sit back, relax, turn out the lights, and get ready for the new comfort in death and darkness. Jaggedy ass. <laughs> <laughs> jaggedy ass. Ooh, if you got a jaggedy ass, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're back, bitches. We're back. We're back. Hey, I'm Jake. This is Comfort and Death and Darkness, and I'm joined by, as always, the lovely, the amazing, the beautiful, Charlie. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. This is the third attempt at recording this this podcast we did one successful one where um the recording got all garbled and just sounded crap well sounding crap is a is a compliment is a compliment yeah it actually sounded more like it would it would be like it would switch tracks the thing that was wrong with it so go like for instance i would say Sorry, whatever. What have you got for your next bit? And it would just go. That's just my normal voice. <laughs> we laugh for. But then it would take the piss. But then the tracks would switch, so it would go like, and she died, and I'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> there's been a murder. <laughs> I just realised I've got a really noisy bracelet on. That's totally fine. I'll leave that in. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll sound weird. And then the second time we tried to record this episode, um, there was a little recording, uh, like a digital dictaphone that you were using to record, because we tried to do it remotely. Uh, it just stopped recording, it just cut power, so, and the recording got lost. So we're trying again, let's hopefully the banter is the best that it could possibly be. Always. Always. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, this is the ABCs of Death and Darkness, letter F, if I'm not mistaken. F. F. Fa fa fa. Fucking fantastic. Uh, there you go, there's two Fs for you right there. Uh, so, before we get started, before we get into the meat of the podcast, let's address the elephant in the room. I like elephants. Hi Nelly, how you doing? <laughs> um, so, obviously, the reason that we have not been recording is because of some dude eating a bat. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. COVID-19. SARS-CoV-2. Yeah. 
and two family grievances in my family. Unfortunately, I lost both my granddads within a month, so I didn't really want to record or anything. So yeah, talking about this subject matter was always going to be hard, um, but hopefully we can. The big point of this, you can distance yourself from most of these stories, is because we don't know who they are. Until we Google them and see pictures yeah, of them. Until we Google them. And see, until do you know I what it is? I do my together. research first and then I Google the pictures after. Because I'm like, I don't want to... Like, if it's a cute old man, I'm like, I don't want to see what he looks like if he's like a rapist or something. Because then I'd be like, oh, he's dead cute. Give sympathy, but no. Which leads on to the Golden State Killer. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was always the funniest thing. Like, oh, look at him though. He looks so innocent. He's really not. <laughs> I feel like I should say that they didn't die from coronavirus, my granddad, so... Because people always assume that... Yeah, the minute that will be the Yeah, assumption. they're like, oh, did, did they have coronavirus? No, they didn't. No. It's just been really hard. I mean, I'm not surprised, but you've been the strong... You've literally been the strongest person I know. Like, especially with what you've been through. To then continue going to work as a key worker, I mean, everybody... I don't care what you're doing, where you are, what time of the year it is. If this year is, if this episode is three years old and you're listening to it, raise whatever you've got in your hands to Charlie, because she's amazing. I told myself I wasn't gonna cry. <laughs> it has been really hard because obviously, like my first granddad, he was poorly for a while and sort of was in like end of life care. But like my other granddad, it was like a really big shock. Like he sort of went within like well really fast and none of us got to say goodbye because of this stupid virus and it's just mm-hmm. been really hard and I went to see it well I didn't go and see but like I saw this uh, medium who my friend's been to see a few times is um was doing like a Facebook live and you could like win a free reading and I won a free reading and she was like she was quite spot on apart from like what she said about you like she said oh um <laughs> I've got a woman here, she smells like perfume, she's got a sore chest, and that was obviously, like, my great-grandma, and she said that, like, she's been reunited with her son, which is my granddad, and that, like, it was a really big shock, and then she got pulled down south, my other granddad was down south, and she was quite spot on, saying, like, this year's been hell, but next year's gonna be a walk in the park, I'm gonna get what I want, and I've got a loving partner who supports us who's a musical man and I thought is she taking the utter piss <laughs> I was like Jake musical you were like I was like what you were like yeah this is pretty accurate she might be the real d- no, uh, no, no, no 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 but then, then the funny thing is like Jake's been on Twitch a lot um it's just Mr. Jake Gray on Twitch if you want to give him a follow but hence why there's a new aesthetic <laughs> to everything on the podcast yeah, now so she was like, oh, he's a lovely man, he's really supportive, he's a musical man. And I thought, do you know what it is? Is she taking a piss out of me? I was like, musical? I was like, are you joking? And but then, then... Later that night, I like logged into Twitch to see what Jake was playing. He was playing friggin' rock band. I was like, oh, Christ. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, maybe she is the real deal. <laughs> so yeah, 2020 has been absolutely shite. Mm-hmm. I think and no one will disagree with you. Yeah, I just um, want to be over now. Mm-hmm. It would, uh, it would be nice. Uh, thank you for alluding to Twitch. I'll get back to that at the end of the show. Um, but for now, hey, what does F stand for? Um, fruit. <laughs> um, fuck. Um, foof. Foof. Wait, do you want to go first or shall I go first? Well, I don't know. Rock, paper, scissors last time. Oh, actually. Oh, uh, hey, Google. Flip a coin. But- call it heads flip a coin 
Yeah. So you're going first. So I'll go first. Okay. Well, for me, F stands for Freeway Phantom. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I take it that F's coming from Freeway and not Phantom, because Phantom's with a P. I mean, congratulations. <laughs> you know English. I know English. my alphabet. <laughs> you know English. <laughs> Which, can we, before I get started, can we just appreciate any native speaker of not English who learns English? We have to commend you because we have so many dialects in this place. Like, people would probably think, even other English speakers, like in Australia or uh, America, would probably think we're talking a different language if we spoke broad Geordie. Yeah. Like, my, I'm gan yem gan the netty. like my granddad like lived down south and every time I'd go down he'd be like, this is my granddaughter, she's a Geordie, <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> because Geordies have a... A certain... Rep for being nice. Yeah, they have a... Well, until you come here. <laughs> yeah, until you come here and we'll pummel your you. face in. Yeah, we'll stab you, but we'll give you directions to the hospital. <laughs> um, but, like, his wife, he, she was born in Brighton, but she's, like, always lived down south and she never really sort of comes up north. So, like, every time I go down, she's like, what are you saying? Can you just speak a little bit slower? <laughs> but, like, I'm going to go and visit us, like, next week and, like... Make sure she's alright because she's been by herself the whole time and it's just been a really crap time for everyone that's been course, by themselves yeah, as well. I really feel for everyone that's been alone or any old elderly that have been alone. And At least she's got a cat. Yeah, she's got Megs. But um, my other grandma who lives up here, she's bought her a present. So she's bought us some Rington's biscuits. If you haven't tried Rington's oh, biscuits, oh, yeah. get yourself on their website, get, get some. Triple chocolate cookies are unbelievable. To, to our American brethren, try your best to track down Ring Rington's biscuits. Triple chocolate cookies. They're cookies that are dipped in chocolate. Oh my god. Wait, no, hang on. They're chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies that, that are, are smothered in chocolate. That are dipped in chocolate. Oh. Then you've got the ginger snaps. Then you've got just I like the, the Saltana biscuits as well. Oh my god. Mm. They're so good. If you can now America, you don't do chocolate good. You don't. Now your Hershey's your shit. Hershey's kisses. It tastes Come like on. sick. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> All I'm saying is Hershey's get kisses. Yourself some, get yourself disgusting. some Cadbury's. Get yourself some Galaxy. Get a cream egg. Oh, no. Cream eggs are shite. Oh, cream eggs are gorgeous. But if you can track down some Rington's biscuits, in fact, come to me. I'll sell you some. I'll <laughs> send you some. I'll I'll be your middleman. But Rington's biscuits. Are the one. Mm. Not a sponsor. <laughs> this unbelievable. So she just bought us some Rington's biscuits. I sent my dad some because my dad lives down south as well. So I sent him some. And he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they never heard of it because it's obviously like a Newcastle it's like a biscuit thing, place. Yeah. So my grandma. What the fuck? <laughs> so. So I my. Gravity's Twitch stream just started playing for absolutely no reason. So my grandma's bought us some triple chocolate cookies. Even though I sent her a box full of cookies, she's eaten them all. So my grandma's, my, like my dad went to see her, and she, I, the box came for the delivery that I bought for her with all the biscuits in, and she refused to open it in front of my dad because she didn't want to share. <laughs> I was like, that's I so bad. bad. To, <coughs> I picked a bad time to. So, um, so I sent my dad like his own, um, a chair him up, and I made it. I like baked him some shortbread cookies because I've been into baking at the minute as well um so keeps my mind hobby. it keeps my mind busy if I'm having a bad day um and 
my grandma's bought a, a tea towel in a cup with all the Geordie sayings on. Oh my god, but, maybe I should start selling one of them on my uh, on my Teespring yeah. store. It's teespring.com slash Mr. J. Gray. She had sent us a message every day actually and she was like, I was looking on the, because she'd seen that I'd tagged someone in on Facebook. And it was like um, old fashioned Geordie sayings. But like a lot of them are still used. Yeah. And there was one and she'd never heard of it and I, I've never heard of it either. What was it? Pagad. Pagad? Pagad. I mean, I've said haggard, but I've never said pagad. What does, pa- what does it mean? Does it have a definition? In the northeast, pagad is an adjective for someone who is tired or exhausted. But I would say haggard. Yeah. I wouldn't say pagad. I, I would say knackered. Yeah. Or shattered. Shattered, yeah. They all have a attered about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Would you like to know about the freeway phantom? Oh. I suppose so. You suppose, Okay. So, this occurred in Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C. I thought you were going to burst into like a Hamilton song there. (laughs) Not yet. So, from April 1971 all the way through to September 1972, so it's over a year, a serial killer operated under the media epithet of the Freeway Phantom. Why do you think he operated under that name? Because Golden State Killer was taken. (laughs) Golden State Killer was in a different state. <laughs> it was because everything they he did was down. No, who he is? Oh. <laughs> it's unsolved, unfortunately. Your favorite thing? Hate- Do you know what it is? I've been watching that unsolved murders on Netflix. Unsolved that mysteries, un- yeah. that one. And I don't know why I've bothered starting to watch it because I get so frustrated <laughs> at the fact that it's unsolved. In that case, do never watch Cold Case Files because they're exactly that. No. They're cold cases. I still watch it, like. <laughs> um. So it all started. On April 25th, 1971, and on that night, Carol Denise Spinks, a 13-year-old, was sent by her older sister to a local 7-Eleven, half a mile away from their home, and it was actually just across the D.C. border into Maryland. Carol made it to the store and made her purchases, but it was on the way home that disaster struck. What year was this? 71. I was going to say, because like, I was quite young to be going yeah. to shop by, so... Carol was actually abducted that night. Oh. On May 1st, 1971, so this is like six days later, six or seven mm-hmm. days, like a week later, her body was discovered at 2.46pm on an embankment near the I-295's northbound lanes behind St. Elizabeth's Hospital. Someone dumped her by a hospital, but... So did they dump her dead or dump her alive and think, oh, crawl your well, way to the hospital? Well, that's a good question. But she was found to have been not physically assaulted, but she had been sexually assaulted. So she had no, like, bruising or stab wounds or anything like that. But obviously, you know, the other thing was there. How old Um, is she, 13? 13 years old. That's disgusting. Cause of death? Strangulation. So she hadn't been beaten up. She'd just been strangled. But she was strangled and, unfortunately, raped. Um, When she was found... She was found to have been completely dressed, but she was missing one particular item of clothing. Shoes. Shoes. She had Maybe been, she'd try oh, to run away from them and, and try to take the answer them off. question before. She had been dead for a few days before being found. Oh dear. 68 days later, on July 8th, 16-year-old Darlena Denise Johnson from Congress Heights was, abdu- was abducted on her way to Oxon Hill Recreation Centre. That was where she had a summer job. She was on her way to work. 
as a 16-year-old girl. It's not clear how she was abducted, but witnesses saw her in an old black car that was being driven by an African-American man shortly after the time that her abduction would have most likely occurred. 11 days later, on July 19th, her body was found 15 feet away from where Carol's body had been found. So So it's obviously a pattern. Yep. Police had been notified of the location of the corpse of Darlena nearly a week prior to her actual discovery by an anonymous caller. This anonymous caller had given had given details that only her killer could have known as well. It was like the guilty and they think, oh, maybe I should. Either that or it's like, hey. Come and get us. You can never catch me. When she was found, she was found to have been completely dressed, minus... Shoes. Shoes. So either they're running away and they need to take the shoes off fast or he's taking them as like a prized possession. I think the odds are heavily in the favour of the latter for which she just said. She was actually far too along in decomposition to determine what caused her death or if she had actually been sexually assaulted as well as Carol had. Eight days after the discovery of Darlena, another one hit. 27th of July, 1971, Brenda Faye Crockett, a 10-year-old from Northwest. Oh, no. Northwest is an actual is the actual like name of a town. Um, didn't return home after she was sent to the shop by her mother. This is where the the story gets insanely more chilling. Around two hours after leaving home, a phone call was received at the Crockett's home. Brenda's family was out at the time as they were searching the neighborhood for any signs of Brenda. The call was not missed though. It was answered by Brenda's seven-year-old sister who had been left home alone during the search. The call was from Brenda herself. She was crying down the phone and said, a white man picked me up and I'm heading home in a cab. After which, she said that she thought she was in Virginia. She would then, rather abruptly, say bye before hanging up the call. So automatically here, we have two things wrong. Mm -hmm. Because... Someone said it was a... a, Someone said it was an African-American man. But and maybe now, he's told her to say a white man has stopped the tracks being on him. Ooh, he might be on he might be on a good path here because a short while after, the phone rang again, and this time it was answered by the boyfriend of Brenda's mother. It was Brenda again. And she simply reiterated what she had said on her first call. But she also added, Did my mother see me? What that means no one really knows, but she also indicated that she was in a house alone with a white male. The boyfriend of Brenda's mother asked Brenda to put the man on the phone, which was when heavy footsteps were heard in the background, and Brenda said, I'll see you, before hanging up again. The police would later conclude that Brenda most likely knew the person that had abducted her. Yeah. The abductor turned killer. Because how did they know the phone number, unless she knew it? She probably knew it, but yeah, this sounds like it's someone that she knew, like possibly a teacher of some kind. Mm. A day later, one day later, at 5.50am, a shoeless body was discovered by a hitchhiker in a conspicuous location on US Route 50 in Maryland, close to the Baltimore-Washington Parkway in Prince George's County. A scarf was knotted around her neck. Is that close to the White House? Hmm. A scarf was knotted around her neck. She had been sexually assaulted and strangled to death. She was only 10. That's absolutely disgusting. 10 years old. It's all disgusting. Mm -hmm. 65 days after Brenda's body had been found on October 1st, 1971, 
yet another one occurred. This person was called Nenemashia Yates, a 12-year-old who had been walking home around 7pm from a Safeway in Northeast. So it said Northwest before, this one's Northeast. She was then kidnapped, raped, and strangled. Her body was found within three hours of her abduction. That's staggering because the killer has switched from abduction, you know, doing what he does with them, yeah. and then dumping them over the course of days. Now he's doing it over the course of hours. Were they shoeless as well? Nenemashia's body was found just off the shoulder of Pennsylvania Avenue in Prince George's County, Maryland. She was found 13 miles down the same road that the White House was on. Oh, fucking hell. So if you stand outside the White House, you turn left, Mm -hmm. as if you're looking away from the White House, you turn left and you walk down that road... Was For 13 miles, that's where you'll find, that's where you'll find, like, where she was found. Just like before, she was found with no shoes. You've, you've found the pattern straight away. <laughs> with Nenemashia, though, there was unidentified green fibres found on her clothing that shouldn't have been there. There weren't anything from her suggesting they were from... The killer. The killer, or... He's put them on purpose. The vehicle that he was in, or, yeah, could have planted them. Never know. She was said to have been witnessed, apparently, getting into a blue Volkswagen, and this led the investigation nowhere. No one ever saw a blue Volkswagen ever again. That matched the description that could possibly be this killer's. Great. It was after this murder that the media, namingly the Washington Daily News, first used the moniker of the Freeway Phantom. 45 days would pass before yet another needless murder occurred. Brenda Wise Woodward, an 18-year-old, was having dinner with a high school classmate when she boarded a city bus at roughly 11.30pm in order to return to her home in Maryland Avenue. About six hours later, her body was found by a police officer. Six hours She'd been stabbed multiple times as well as strangled. So this pattern's changing completely now. She was found in a grassy area near Prince George's County Hospital along an access ramp on Route 202 from the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Unlike the other victims though, Woodward was found to still be wearing her shoes and a coat had been placed over her chest. In one of the pockets, there was a note left by the killer. Maybe it wasn't the killer. Maybe it was like someone who had seen what he was doing and like copied. A copycat? Yeah. Well, this is what the note says. Now, at first, when you see this written down, as like as in like written on a computer, like on Wikipedia or a news site, it's written exactly as she wrote it down. So all the punctuation, all the um grammatical choices she makes mm-hmm. so it looks like on the surface i'll show you it looks like on the surface that could be a hidden message so what do you notice on that it's a lot of capitals in the middle in of random words places. yeah so i was like oh there must be like a hidden message here so i spent about an hour <laughs> trying to decipher any sort of message only to look at a picture of the actual note mm-hmm. nah nah it's just it was just the handwriting used So the note reads as follows. This is tantamount 
to my insensitivity to people, especially women. I will admit the others when you catch me, if you can. Freeway Phantom. So it was actually signed by the Freeway Phantom. Obviously, to your point, it could have just been a copycat killer trying to bounce off the fame that the, this new killer had had found. But here's where it gets weirder. Based on the handwriting samples taken, the police gathered that the note had actually been written by Brenda Woodward herself, not by actual killer. Which would explain. But how old is she? 18? <laughs> so she wouldn't really have grammatical errors like that then? No, when you, see, she... when you see the note, yeah. it's pretty obvious that it's just it was just a quirk of how she wrote. But the police concluded that the note had been dictated to her by the killer. So he told her what to write and she wrote it. Mm-hmm. They, also, uh, specu- they also speculated that since there was no signs of duress in the writing, that it was possible she was kidnapped by someone that she knew. Oh dear. Which brings us to the sixth and final victim, almost one year after the last murder we just talked about, mm-hmm. came the murder of 17-year-old... Obviously playing a down low and... Mm, was the murder of 17-year-old uh, Bolu, I'm going to say Bolu, high school senior, Diane Denise Williams. Williams cooked dinner for her family, visited her boyfriend's house, and then boarded a bus at 11.20pm near his house. Mere hours would go by which was when her lifeless body was found alongside where the first victim had ever been found, the I-925, strangled to death. Yet again, she didn't have any shoes on, and while she showed no signs of sexual assault, traces of semen were found on her. But it was assumed that those traces had actually came from her boyfriend. Not confirmed, assumed. The MPDC, the Metropolitan Police Department of the District of Columbia, say that three times real fast, (laughs) um, operated a hotline that the general public could use to give them tips. They even received tips via regular old snail mail. All the leads were chased up until they had made all of their logical conclusions, with some of them providing to be easily disproved and some requiring some substantial investigation. Of course, some of those leads did lead to possibilities, One such suspected group was that a gang named the Green Vega Rapists. When you're a gang and you have the word rapists in your name, Hmm. probably not going to be on the... It's not a gang you really want to join. No, not really. Also, but, however, I'm going to guess that it might not be a self-titled name. (laughs) It might just been called that, but still. Members of the gang were interviewed individually by MPDC detectives Fickling Irving and Richardson in Virginia. That was the location of Lawton Prison, where multiple members of GVR were serving sentences for several successful prosecution, uh, prosecutions of the crimes that I mentioned before. During said interviews, one member of the GVR mentioned that it could have been a member of the gang he was in who had told him that they were involved in the murders. The person they implicated was also serving time in Lawton Prison as part of the aforementioned GVR convictions. So what is one of the most dangerous threats to any law enforcement investigation? What what possible thing, what possible single thing can derail a police investigation like that? Journalist. Close. <laughs> Politics. Mm. The inmate agreed that he would provide all of the information that he had so long as he remained anonymous. 
because obviously what possible what possible thing could you gain from having your name out there as the whistleblower mm-hmm. when you're in a gang known for rape you're gonna get you're gonna get a bit of like your taste your medicine he wanted his name and everything left out he even went as far as to provide an alibi to prove that he had nothing to do with the freeway phantom murders which was checked and found to be viable it was then agreed that he would be left completely anonymous and nothing about him would be shared to the public. Oh, did someone did someone snitch what his name was? Well, Mr. Anonymous was able to identify the man who gave him the details of his crimes, the date in which the crime he told him took place on, the location of the crime, the signature details that were not publicly made available, details that only the perpetrator and the detectives could have known. But remember, Mr. Anonymous had yeah. given an alibi. So this guy from the GVR had to be him. Had to be. However, in Maryland, this was an election year. Oh, no. One of the candidates decided to help boost himself among voters by saying the name. By giving a big update in the Freeway Phantom case. Oh, no. He publicly announced to the press that there had been a major break. Who was it that grasped? I didn't find his name, but I can quickly add it in now. That guy. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'll, I'll add it in in post, and that's why you say, "Oh my god, that guy's a douchebag." <laughs> <laughs> oh right, that's it. No, to say, "Oh my god, that guy's a douchebag." Oh my god, that guy's a douchebag. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he publicly announced that there uh, to the press that there had been a major break in the case, and that the information had been provided to investigators by an inmate in Lawton Prison. Oh, Can't yeah. get any more specific than that. After said announcement, the anonymous inmate declined to give any more interviews. I'm not surprised. And even went as far as to deny that he had ever been given the information that he had provided. What so he's still it? alive? Uh, this inmate? Yeah. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. It, it was the 70s. so It was the early 70s. Because so. oh, he might think, oh, do you know what it is? Been in here a long time. Hey, pe- people take things to the grave. People take things to the grave. Easily. There was also two guys named Edward Sullivan and Tommy Simmons. They were former cops that had been arrested for the murder of Angela Denise Barnes. 14-year-old Barnes was at one point thought to have been yet another part of the Phantom serial killings. And when they found that her murder had actually been perpetrated by Sullivan and Simmons, they thought things were actually looking up. But alas, that was not the case. Sullivan and Simmons were in no way linked to the Freeway Phantom and Angela Denise Barnes was just a victim of two sadistic killers who just so happened to be part of the US law enforcement. <laughs> Something that's very prominent yeah. in their, everyone's mind today. In every big case like this, there's always something that goes wrong, isn't there? Well, in this one, at the time, it was common practice to have detectives assigned to the case to retain their case files and not store them anywhere. This means that the case of the Freeway Phantom is now incomplete due to some detectives discarding parts or entire parts of case files. For God's sake, man. There's even articles of evidence missing, as well as the notes that went along with them. So there could be like a fragment with DNA on that we could test with today's technology. And they've just discarded it. It's gone. Completely. Well, shit. Yeah, exactly. Um... Even if there was the remote chance that some of those investigators might have their files at home, they're either long since retired by now, or they've passed away. So, even if, like, the family of these people 
had the case files locked in a basement somewhere, chances are they're not going to know what to look for. They're not going to, they'll just say, oh yeah, we don't have that. This case has been opened and closed a number of uh, times over the years, but it's currently open as a cold case in the MPDC Homicide Division. And alongside it, there's a $150,000 reward for anybody who comes forward with information that leads to an arrest. This investigation was carried out in a joint law enforcement task force consisting of the MPDC, detectives from the MPDC homicide and sex squads, investigators from Prince George's County and Montgomery County, Maryland, Maryland State Police, and the FBI. And still to this day, no one knows who the Freeway Phantom was. Oh, man. All that manpower and women power. And nothing. Nothing. This killer has eluded authorities to this very day and has never, ever been caught. And that is, as we know it so far, the story of the Freeway Phantom. Dun, dun, dun. I don't want to get into, like, how, how, how you can... How you can live with yourself, knowing that you're the one that's done all that. But then again, people like this... <clears throat> live they, for it. Yeah, this, this, this is... Thrive on it. This is me playing Twitch to them. This is you baking to them. Their hobby. It's their hobby. It's 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 something that fills a void. Yeah. It's something something happened to them from a young age. Nine times out of ten has banged their head. Someone's pinched their shoes. Someone, yeah, that's a big thing. What what possible reason could he be could he have, sorry, to want to steal the shoes as a, like why pick the shoes as like a token from these killings? And also why leave the shoes on the eighteen year old? What I would want to know is, when he takes the shoes, when the bodies are found, are their feet dirty or not? Has he made Ooh, them walk with that's a good without point. shoes? Like, make, make or has he dragged the them without shoes? Yeah. Or has he taken them off them after they've died? Because if he's taken them off after they've died, they would be pretty clean. Mm. But also, I, I, something I want to know is, um, were they... Because with one of the bodies, she was found, she, like, she had been dumped and decomposition had been happened for like a week. It's how investigators couldn't figure out if she'd been sexually assaulted or not. How was she not found? Like, did he hold her for that time and then dump her? Or did he dump her and she just hadn't been found for a while? Like, there's too many questions that go with the story. Mm. But... Unless it was like an area that they'd searched and he thought, right, they've searched that area. I'll leave a body there because it's already been searched. So they'll not suspect that area again. Yes. Or, on the opposite side of that coin... Maybe he dumped the body there because he'd already dumped a body there. Saying like, ah, mm. if I can dump a body here, right under their noses. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that they were near a hospital. Mm-hmm. I think actually, to be fair, the, the, the hospital thing's probably just a coincidence. It's like, it's probably got nothing to do with it. It's probably just, he probably had a van. Mm-hmm. Maybe a blue Vol- unless Volkswagen. It, unless he did it next to the hospital in case he sort of chickened out the first time and thought... Mm. Oh, I'll just drop her off here if anything goes wrong. Or, in case you're still alive. Or in case she attacks me, I'm right next to get help. <laughs> um, it's probably just a case of they're dead, strangled to death. He's got a van. He drives onto the shoulder, <clears throat> jumps in the back, opens the door, throws the body out, closes the door, off he drives again. And you got to remember, the 70s, there's no CCTV. Mm-hmm. There's like no traffic cams. And even if there is, the quality's so bad, couldn't get any description. And they're black and white. People, places in America still have black and white cameras as the CCTV. Bear in mind, we have cameras on phones which are like 
20 million times better than what you had as as like a very expensive piece of equipment back in like the 80s or the mm-hmm. 70s so it's just one of them things where we will never know what's happened unfortunately unless someone has a change of heart or unless something happens like with the golden state killer mm-hmm. but he's, he's um said he's guilty now yeah he's uh he's pled guilty to everything and more <laughs> things that they don't know about which mm-hmm. is even more sinister I think that's going to be his tactic when he's at trial. He's going to try and be the yeah. scariest motherfucker around. Like, stare at members of the jury. Alright. I wonder what's going to happen with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. God, apparently he made an inappropriate joke at the last at the last oh, bit. God. Like, a, a, apparently a sick joke was said. Not sure what it was, though. I'll see if I can find it for when. You're done with your story. For you, Charlie, what does F stand for? Fandy. Mona Fandy. <laughs> I went for our Bond, last name for James F. Bond. <laughs> Mona. I'm sorry, Fandy. Mona Fandy. Doesn't sound like an English name, not gonna lie. It's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. I'm, I'm on for one so far. <laughs> so, Fandy was a pop singer from Malaysia. Oh, wow. I didn't think it would be a, Mal- a, a Malay name. Um, so, after leaving, the mud- mudic, after leaving the music industry, she became involved in black magic. She was known as a... Right, I'm gonna apologise now, because I can't say and pronounce names very <laughs> correctly so that's totally fine especially with them being malay so she was known as a bomo a traditional medical practitioner she began offering her services to clients mostly upper class and she claimed to have provided politicians in the ruling party with a lot of charms Ooh, okay so not like pandora charms <laughs> <laughs> like bone charms i get it Um, so Maslan Idris a state state assemblyman from Batu Talam wanted to boost his political career and he sought after Fandi for her services services like black magic services so Idris was educated in the US and was highly ambitious he was in the UMNO which stood for United Malays Malays National Organisation Party and at the time, Fandi worked with her husband, Muhammad Noor Afandi Abdul Rahman. Say that five times really fast. <laughs> and their assistant, Jirami Hassan. Oh, he had an easier name. <laughs> yeah. His parents didn't hate him. Um, Fandi and her husband promised to help Idris by giving him a lucky charm called a talisman. So not the cereal. Which was made out of cane and sabtirini. Basically, I don't know. It's a Malaysian <laughs> amulet made from seeds of oil palm. Okay. So basically, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like headgear. So which was supposedly owned by former Indonesian president Sukarno. A headgear. Yeah. Oh my god, this sounds rad. Imagine um, that. Like you get like in in America, you put your hand like on the Bible. Like a lucky charm. You put your hand on the Bible. You swear it's like you swear to like uphold the amendment and defend the people of America. This guy gets a headdress. <laughs> <laughs> so. Fandi convinced Idris that he would be invincible, and in return, she asked for 2.5 million Malaysian ringgit. I wonder how much that is. I don't know. So, 500,000 was paid as a deposit. She also got 10 land titles for security for the rest. That's a pretty big reward. Yeah. An appointment was made for a cleansing ritual. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Cleanse my body. Um, (laughs) What? I don't really believe in this shit. I don't know if you do, but... Well, the policy on this podcast is to go in with an open mind, suspend yeah. disbelief, 
put yourself in the shoes of people who might believe this mm-hmm. stuff. Because there's people out there who do believe but in a lot of stuff. there's reason why I don't believe this shit. Oh, okay. You'll find out in a second. Cool. So it was to be performed at Fandy's home. Ooh, red flag one. Idris was told to lie on the floor, face up, while Fandy placed the flowers on him. She told him to close his eyes and wait for the money to fall from the sky. Assistant fucking belting him with coins. No, no, assistant Hassan then used an axe and chopped his head off. Holy fuck! What? That's why I don't believe in this shit, because I could get my head chopped off if I did. Wait for the money to fall. Was that the name of the axe? Well. <laughs> the axe is called money? Might be made out of the same material that money was made out of. Good um, grief. They then dismembered and partially skinned his body. Yeah. Oh, I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> he was found in 18 parts, buried in a storeroom near Fandy's home in <laughs> okay. Camping Purvas. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, hang on. Can we just talk about one thing? My killer, my killer, that sounds really bad. The mm-hmm. killer I covered, it takes a level of sad, 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 it takes a level of sadism to strangle someone to death and rape them. But to strangle someone to death takes a level of sadism. It takes something a whole lot more. To chop someone's head off. Not only that, but dismember them into 18 And skin pieces. them. And skin them. What came first, the skinning or the... Uh, I think it was dismembered and then partially skinned. That's really weird. Unless we're just trying to see what it looks on, like underneath. So, hang on. So, hands would be two. Mm-hmm. Cut them at the elbows, that would be four. Shoulders, that would be six. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to work out how, why we're eighteen. Not a body cutting expert, Jake. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm like looking at all like the joints and trying to figure out why they're eighteen. Probably like cut it a little bit. They probably cut it at every joint. Yeah, it's not eighteen though. It's weird. Yeah, but your foot, your calf, your thigh, toes? hands, yeah, fingers, fingers, toes, maybe. I don't know. Weird. Um. So he was reported missing after withdrawing three hundred thousand. And Fandy was reported of being on a shop and spree purchasing a new Mercedes and a facelift. Oh, okay. She was trying to escape in the Mercedes with a new face. Yeah. And probably try and pursue her uh, singing career again. Uh, probably. <laughs> the murder occurred around 10pm on the 18th of July 1993. And on the 22nd of July 1993, I was born there. Police found the body parts. Oh my God, where? Well, I said before, in a storeroom near Fandy's home. Oh, okay. Um... Fandy and her husband were arrested and all three of them were found guilty, including the assistant, I think. The assistant, yeah. Um, Good grief. People are fucked up. Fandy was sentenced to death by hanging. Whoa. Yeah. In 1993? Yeah, she was, yeah, but this is in Malaysia. This is not in our country. Still. So she was given a last meal. Oh, What was her last meal? Okay, um, was it part of the person that she dismounted? No, uh, Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna say a McDonald's. No, be close. It's finger licking good. <gasps> she went with KFC. She got yo. KFC. I wonder if she got a boneless banquet. No, it would have been a, um, a, a twenty-piece family bucket, and she was just like sat there, like sucking every bone dry, just just but, to eke the time out. I wonder if she skinned the uh, the skin off the chicken before she. Uh, <laughs> can I have it. one with the head so I can cut it off again, please? But um, she was hung on the second of November two thousand one in Kajang Prison. So that's like she's been in prison for a long time. Yeah. 2001 she was hung, so that's... That's a long yeah. time. So she was convicted in 93. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. So That's eight years. Yeah. She expressed no remorse pre-dawn execution. And throughout her trial, Fandy was cheerful, smiling, and posed for press photos and was often seen in bright, vibrant colours. Because she got what she always wanted. Fame. Fame. Yep. Um, during execution, she muttered, Aku Takan Moti, which means I will never die. And oh. as she was hung, she was calm and still smiling. She was smiling when she yeah. hung? Now, just... just. She probably thinks that she'd be more famous after she just died, probably. So she's like, I'm going to go out with a bang. Well, we're talking about her. Get so them nashas it out. Worked. <laughs> we're talking about her, so it kind of worked. Yeah. Get them nashas out there. Smile for the press. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Aye. That is hardcore. That is hardcore. But I'm glad we did your second because it was, it was for, right, this is going to sound really weird, but for someone who was dismembered into 18 pieces, it was kind of more lighthearted than mine. Because mm. <laughs> mine involved kids, yours did not. No, mine just involved black magic and, <laughs> and <a> axes. <laughs> and an axe called money. <laughs> and facelifts. And facelifts and smiling hangings. <laughs> God damn, people will do anything for, for attention and, and for, for attention yeah but, i know a few people that would uh, well i mean i know a few people who uh, have you ever met anybody who you think yeah they could murder someone yeah i think i have as well but i think i'm looking at her right now <laughs> <laughs> murder you <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right that was I, that was a good one i really like that one so that was the story of mona fandy and her axe named money <laughs> I wonder if her husband and, his, and the assistant got um, hung. Yeah, I wonder if they got hung. Maybe I, they just I got... didn't look that far into it. Well, actually, to be fair, the the guy who um, the guy who swung the axe probably did yeah. did get hung as well because technically he was the murderer. Yeah, but they might have been like shot or something. They might have had a different death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> death by firing squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, now, before we end the show, before we end the show, I think that was a pretty good return. I think that was a pretty good return. Do you? Yeah. You, happy with Do you know what I'm really disappointed with? Do you know how McDonald's reopened? Oh my god, you're going to talk about Monopoly, aren't you? No, well, I'm upset that they didn't continue Monopoly. But I couldn't understand why, because obviously you've got to give them the little ticket and it's like James. Yeah, and I'm really upset that they didn't. The song when the return wasn't Return of the Mac. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Upsetting. Do you know, actually, going back to uh, when she had a, a last meal. I would choose something that was on the limited edition menus of some restaurants, mm-hmm. but try and make it so that they overlap and that way I couldn't get like ex- executed. So like I would choose a McRib yeah. from McDonald's, but like then choose something from Burger King that's limited edition where they're never out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to keep delaying it because mm-hmm. they can't deny me that, right? I would probably like choose like an all-you-can-eat buffet or something and then just eat and eat and eat until that killed us rather than like being home. Yeah, that could just glutton. Yeah. <laughs> death by there. food, death by being a piggie. Now, at this point in the podcast, this is where I'd normally say, if you would like to email in, we have a question that we always have asked at the end of these episodes. It's, what is the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you? Now, um, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I was in a Twitch chat the other day. Um, it was uh, someone called Base Fairy, and... We ended up having a big, massive conversation about the creepiest things that have ever happened to us. So I was like, hey guys, look, I got a podcast. Send them over. We'll talk about them. And one of the stories I told was when you, with the McDonald's in the car and 
slammed the brakes on. I was like, holy shit, this is creepy. Um, and everyone was like, dude, that's, 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 that's chilling, man. I was like, wait until she tells it. <laughs> <laughs> it's even, it's even better. So uh, a torch underneath my face. It was one night. I had just picked up my Big Mac from McDonald's. <laughs> I got two McFlurries because I was feeling extra fat. <laughs> but I cook because life's about balance. <laughs> so anyway, this story that I was sent, right, was sent to us on the 31st of January. <laughs> and... Um, I don't look at emails because I don't know how to access them. So that's Jake's fault, not my well, fault. Well, no, no, we had actually we had actually read this. Oh. Um. Well, I'd read I'd read it, and I it was haven't. going to be in episode seventeen, but obviously the the show got garbled, didn't get to it by the uh, by the retake of the episode. So on the second on the third retake, we're going to read it out again, and this is from someone called. Now I don't know how how the first name would be. To me, it looks like Joan. Um, but looking at the last names, I'm not going to say the last names, but looking at the last names, it could be Joanne. So I'm just going to say Joan or Joanne. How would you pronounce the name at the very top? Joan. But look at the two other names. Uh, it might be Joanne. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say... We'll go Jody and go Joan. <laughs> we'll, we'll say Joe. We'll just say Joe. We'll just say J, because it might, they might not like Joe. All right, we'll... I'll change it every five seconds. So it'll be Joan and then Joanne. <laughs> or Joanne. Or Just read what they've wrote. Bless Juan. them. Okay, anyway. Um, this is from GML. Yeah, the, the question is, what is the creepiest thing that ever happened to you? And we got a response. And here we go. Hello. I'm going to try and explain... Hello. Hello. I'm going to try and explain my creepy story. I'm not a good writer, so I hope I can express how freaky this was at the time and how it still has a certain effect on me today. I was around 11 when this happened. We had come to the US from Scotland. So it's oh, Joan. yeah, it it's might Joan. be. You never know. <laughs> um, we'd come to the US from Scotland. A few years before this, we had found a nice apartment in a four-family a four house on a quiet street. We were on the first floor and there was an elderly couple upstairs from us. They were also from Scotland. And oh, were that's coinkydink. As were a lot of people in this New Jersey town. It was nice because we didn't have much family in America, so this kind of became my adoptive grandparents. Oh. Watching out for my two sisters and I when my parents were at work. That's cute. So the man's name was Tam, short for Thomas. He was a tall, thin, and had piercing blue eyes, almost white. Like a white walker. Mm. Now, I would just like to point out, I've only read like about 25% of this email so far. The writing is great, so Joan... Well done. Even though you said it might not be good at writing, you're doing good so far. He was quiet and kind and always sat out on the big white brick front porch. I used to feel sorry for him because he was old and frail looking, so I had a fantasy that he was really a superhero in disguise. Did he wear his underpants on the outside? (laughs) So now for the weird thing. One day I was walking down the street towards my house and I see this figure walking down the steps of our house. I was about half a block away, but I could see this white glowing figure coming down the stairs and then coming towards me. I was squinting my eyes and blinking and I kept walking towards it. It was still light out, but this thing was glowing from head to toe super bright. As we got closer to each other, I was shocked to see that it was Tam 
As soon as I got up to him, he was normal. I struggled to get the words out as he said hello to me. When I got home, I was shaking and my mom asked me what was wrong. I told her what I saw and she just laughed and said that I was daft. Typical Scottish response. <laughs> a couple days later, Tam's wife came running down the stairs, calling my father to go up and check on Tam. He was in the bathroom and wasn't answering her. My dad ran up and broke the bathroom door down. Tam was unconscious. We called an ambulance. I was sitting in Tam's spot on the porch, waiting for the ambulance. When they brought him down on the stretcher, I looked at him and almost fell off the high porch steps. His clear blue eyes were wide open, staring at me, and his mouth was also wide open. I never forgot this face. Turns out he'd had a heart attack, and his false teeth were in his throat. Oh my god. They were able to get them out and stabilise him, but he had another heart attack and died later that night. He was, I was really sad, but didn't really understand why he was glowing and why only I saw it a couple days before he died. I couldn't stop thinking about it, and one day I told my teacher. She explained to me the concept of auras. I had never heard of the aura at the time. Her theory was that his aura or spirit was communicating to me that he was close to death. I guess we had connected closer than I realised. Anyway, the way that it still affects me today is that I am not a religious person at all. I really don't know if I believe in God or a higher power, but I know for a fact there has to be something because I know what I saw that day and it keeps me from being a total non-believer. Lol, I've always wanted to tell someone this story, so thanks for listening. Joan. Thank you thank for messaging. Yeah, thank you for that story. It's inc- That is an incredible story because... See, I'm not like... I'm like agnostic like I'm open to the ideas you're open to the concept yeah. of religion but like that to me like I sort of got like a vibe of like maybe that was his spirit mm-hmm. that's what that's what the teacher thinks as well so. coming to you before before it happened yeah see I'm now here's where I'm a bit weird I'm full on atheist but I believe that you don't you don't have to be religious to believe in this sort of stuff you don't have to be for all we know when you when you pass on to the other side, you might go to the next level. Maybe you go to Earth too. Maybe you sit and watch your life on video. Maybe you become a puppet master and you Oh no, I'll hate it if you end up you end up like the controller of a Sims game. <laughs> <laughs> I've just Googled like humans glowing and it says this is on National Geographic. Wow. It says as you read this you are glowing. Weakly and faintly, but glowing nonetheless. Chemical reactions within your body, besides liberating energy and producing heat, are also emitting small numbers of photons, element and particles of light. The glow is the strongest around the late afternoon, around the lower part of your face. Many living creatures, including fireflies, jellyfish, squid, glowworms and deep sea fish, are known for producing their own light, often through the help of bacterial accomplices, but virtually all living things emit some degree of light, albeit so weakly that it's very hard to detect. Our own biological glimmer is a thousand times less intense than the sensitivity of a human eye, so our only hope of detecting it is with sophisticated instruments. Now, from what you've just read there, mm-hmm. one of two things could have happened with Joan. It could be that suddenly our eyes were able to see the glow. Yeah. Or. It was something else completely. Or he, Tam, suddenly was able to produce this glow really, really easily. Again, or it was an aura. 
There's one of three things that happened here. It says Masaki Kobayashi. From, Nailed it. Nailed that name. <laughs> um, from the Tohoku Institute of Technology. Hey, you're um, on a roll with these pronunciations. So he's been searching for inner light and is usually, it's usually the province of hippies and new age followers. <laughs> oh, okay. So Kobayashi is neither. He actually managed to photograph the dim glow of humans using an incredibly sensitive camera and was able to detect the dimmest of lights. Wow, that's nuts. Holy crap, that's, I'll have to include that in the notes. Send, send me that link, actually. I'll have to include that in the notes. Um, man, that's crazy. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact that everyone out there has at least one creepy story that's happened to them. And you can email that. And the email, ladies and gentlemen, has changed. It's changed. It's changed. You can now email us at podcast at comfort and death and darkness dot com. Dot com. Now, that email suggests there is a website. Technically, there is. But if you go to it, it's just a splash screen. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't got all the content I want on it. Plus, we're updating things, as you will see from the new logo, from the new album art that we have on this. Um... And the reason that it's been updated slightly is because these episodes will be being, not remade, but they'll be giving given a video element and they'll be put on Twitch as reruns. So it'll just, it'll be a case of like, they'll be... You haven't talked to me about that. Yeah, it's, it's not video. It's not like us on camera. Oh, right. I'm just turning them into a video um, for Twitch. So reruns will be played every now and again of the podcast. When I'm not hosting, say say I'm not hosting anybody, say no one that I know on Twitch is on at the time, I'll, I'll, uh, it'll play a, a rerun of an episode, mm-hmm. um, which I'm looking forward to do. Might be a bit time consuming, but I'm looking forward to doing it. I've done Twitch a couple of times with you. Yeah. How'd you find it? I... Don't lie. I don't really like it. That's fine. That's fine. I think it's because... Okay feel the pressure of knowing that people are watching me. Not to I'm mention like, the fact that we play the same game for like six hours. Yeah, that's sort of annoying. I just like to play Sims. <laughs> <laughs> for six hours. Yeah. Um, so basically, if you want to check out the Twitch, Mr. Jake Gray, that's where it is, twitch.com forward slash Mr. Jake Gray. I do want to give some shout outs because there, there's some people who've really, really made Twitch at first I started doing Twitch because it was just like something to do over lockdown like while I was off but these people made it like one of the best hobbies that I could possibly be doing so I want to give a shout out to Rev Meerkat here's the thing I don't know these people's names (laughs) I don't know their actual names Rev reveal yourself (laughs) (laughs) his name's actually like Matt (laughs) Matt Smith that's a joke because oh that's an actor yeah, Matt Smith. Uh, that's a joke because there's so many people in Rev's chat called Matt. They actually did one game of uh, Madverse City called Mattiverse City, where it was just Matts. <laughs> so many Matts. Um, I also like to give a shout out to Gravity 2DX. Literally, just one of the nicest. Is he down show- to earth? He's so down gravity. to earth. Gravity. <laughs> gravity. He's just he's just such a nice guy. He's like so down to earth. Um, wears his heart on his sleeve. He he streams for him and to be entertaining and if if you want to say anything to him he'd tell you fuck off he don't care <laughs> bit like me <laughs> yeah. uh, T-Burb now it sounds like I'm saying bird it's burb 
with a B. T-Burb. But then I started, when, when he came into a game once, I then started um, replacing all the Ds and words with Bs. So I was like, it's T-Burb the Murberub. <laughs> He's just a really nice guy. He's from Sweden. He's a great guy. He played the cycle with me and Rev once and literally was just drunk off his ass, and it was just what were you trying I'm going to bed bye <laughs> just left completely it was so funny and I want to give uh, the last final shout out I'd like to give to actually I'll give two more uh, one is to, to Base Fairy because she's just such a positive person like literally just such a such a just a nice person as well she's just such a nice person but also finally Tipsy Tune Tipsy tune. I have never. What about known. me? You're you're gonna get the biggest shout out on the end of this podcast. Okay. Tipsy tune. He is the most high energy guy I've ever known on Twitch. He his his he literally reads every. Si- there is a hundred people watching him at times. Sometimes hundred and fifty, and he literally reads everything in the chat. He does every. He reads everything in the game. He reads. He's just such a professional stream. He drinks all the time. I don't know how he functions, but and this is the weird thing. I thought he was like at one point I was doing a stream with you. Actually, we were doing a Jackbox stream, and I looked in the in the viewers and I saw his name there, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" He's, I saw his name there, and I was like, "Oh, curiosity!" I just went and checked Rev stream as well, and he was in Rev stream, and I was like. Oh, cool, he's just lurking. He's just lurking. Only for when I went into his Twitch chat later that day, I said hi, and he went, Hi, saw you with your fiance. So he's not just lurking, he was actually watching us. Be stalking, not lurking. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually he was actually watching us and he Are actually, you like fangirling right now? Yes, I am, because Tipsy is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um so yeah. Twitch is amazing. The Jackbox community is fucking amazing. Apart from that one time someone came in and tried to get like me banned. I just like beating everyone at Quiplash. Quiplash is incredible. So you'll be very happy to know that in the next Jackbox party pack, party pack seven, Quiplash three is coming out. Oh. It's stop motion animated. No, no, not stop motion. It's it's claymation. Oh. So it looks really good. Um, But the final shout out that I'd like to give to is to the one and the only Charlie sitting beside me. Because... <laughs> Through everything, you are the reason that I want to keep doing things like this. You're the reason I don't want to settle. And I thank you don't you. want to settle. You mean you've proposed to us? No, I, I didn't say settle hey. down. I didn't say settle down. Aye. I don't want to settle. I want to hustle. Excuse me. I want to get going. I want to get going places. You're just digging yourself in a bigger hole. How? I want to get wanna going. Se- I want to leave. <laughs> I want to settle down with you. I can't figure out a way to say this better, but thank you for being you. That's all I want to say. Thank me for being me. <laughs> I'll turn myself. <laughs> right, shall we get out of here? Yeah, I'm hungry. Okay. Shock. <laughs> Always hungry. Right, get, get on, get on. Uh, Uber Eats will work. <laughs> right, so thank you very much for listening. If you want to contact the show, you can do so at podcast at comfortanddeathanddarkness.com just want to say I got a sweet deal on that hosting holy shit I pay like three quid a month for it it's incredible um, <laughs> three pound a month you could buy me like a treat with that I do buy you treats do you shite I do like what like a hoodie when a denim jacket that was for my birthday the no, hoodie what? the hoodie was 
Which hoodie are you talking about? The oak one. I'm talking about the s- one. The blue one. Alright. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Comfort and death. Uh, Jake Wicks. That's getting cut. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to beep it. I'm going to beep it. <laughs> I have that power. Well, you've just said s- so they're gonna they're gonna put two and two together there. I'll bleep that out too. <laughs> anyway, again, if you want to contact the show, you can do so at podcast at comfortanddeathanddarkness.com. Go to CJ at work. You can even email us individually at Jake at podcast uh, comfort and death sorry, at Jake. Why did well, how is this the first time of me knowing that? I because have I want to see a reaction. You can email me at jake at comfortanddeathanddarkness.com. You can email Charlie at charlie at comfortanddeathanddarkness.com. You can send me cute puppy pictures. You can send her puppy pictures. You can follow us on Instagram at comfortanddeathanddarknesspod. You can follow us on Twitter, comfortindd. 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 And I think we're on Facebook as well, but I don't care about Facebook. Um, I like Facebook. I don't like Facebook. Um, that one's C-Dad Podcast or something like that. I don't know. Um... And we will see you next week. That's right. We're doing this weekly again, guys. <sighs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of work actually getting the website ready, getting the uh, getting the videos ready for Twitch and all that stuff. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. I have been Mr. Jake Gray. I have been very hungry this whole hour and 15 minutes. Also known as... Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week bye bye now we need like a, like a bye bye now bye bye now we need a sign off line an actual sign off line ta-ra like that's, that's like um stay sexy and don't get murdered that's already <laughs> someone's thing I can't uh. say that so <laughs> we, need, we need we need our own so stay alive and listen to the podcast <laughs> stay alive and subscribe there it is yeah. got it <laughs> stay alive and subscribe stay alive and subscribe wait can you stop this now I need food yeah. Dark.